Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. Uh, we're going to jump back in, and if you remember, the gospel has been spreading under persecution in Jerusalem. Remember, Stephen was persecuted. People fled, and as they fled, they went to the east uh, in Damascus. We see the message spread with Saul that direction. We see it go to the south with Philip and to the continent of Africa. We see Peter taking it to the west towards the coast, and, and then we've seen um Barnabas take it to the north with other believers into Antioch. And that's where the believers are first called Christians. And so we pick up the story in verse 27. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up in the meet in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming across the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So what is a prophet? A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God. And anybody could just walk in and say, I'm a prophet. I'm here from God. And so this kind of created a little bit of a troublesome situation for the church. And the Old Testament speaks to prophets. And it says basically that if a prophet is true, his prophecy will be fulfilled. Well, that's hard to understand in the present moment. And so the early church developed this system where they would, um, a little guidebook on how to know if it was a prophet. And I don't have a copy of that, but I have read some backup information on it. And it talks about how, you know, if they come in and say, make me a meal, that's probably not a true prophet. If they come in and they try to stay with the church for weeks and not feed themselves or not go to work, that's not a real prophet either. Prophets aren't called to be self-fulfilling or called to be mooches off the church. But the one real thing is if the prophecy comes true, then that is a true prophet. And in this case, it says this was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. And it's in parentheses, but that really indicates that this guy, Agabus, was a true prophet. And that's important to us because we're going to uh, be hearing from Agabus later. And we need to understand that Agabus is a true prophet because his prophecy comes true. Verse 29. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. And this is really interesting because these are Gentiles. They were people who didn't know God. They knew multiple gods. They they didn't understand. They weren't taught the way the Jews were. The Jews just had to understand that Jesus was the Messiah, and then everything clicked for them. But the Gentiles, they didn't have all that right living teaching. They didn't know how to be a Christian. They didn't know how to be um, a follower of God. And Paul and Barnabas had to teach them for over a year. They had to dig in and say, here's what it means to be a mom or a dad or a brother or a sister. Here's what it means to go to work. Here's what it means uh, when, you're, um, when your boss tells you this. Or if you were a boss, here's how you're to treat your workers. He talks about how to live inside the church, how people should use their gifts, right? All these things that we learn about in how to be a good Christian, they would have had no idea. So maybe you are somebody who's a baby Christian. You just know who Jesus is and you know what he did for you and you've accepted that, but you haven't applied it to every area of your life. You haven't learned how to be like Jesus was, how to follow him with everything that you have. Well, that's what Paul and Barnabas did for over a year. They taught the believers how to live. They taught them how to be uh, good Christians. And we see evidence of that because right here in verse 29, it says, the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea. 
their hearts were softened and they were this is the first case we hear of like missionary sending i mean these were guys out in antioch who were supposed to be the leftover whatever and they decide to gather up an offering and send it to the jews who are their hated enemies down in jerusalem that's real christian heart life change jesus says love your enemies well they love their enemies as their brothers because they believe they are brothers now in Christ. How cool is that? And so many of you may have seen things going on in your world. I would just encourage you uh, to be generous. We are the kind of people who uh, God has given us much and we should give back. God has given us um, so many things. God owns everything and we're called to just be a steward of it. And so they take these gifts and in verse 30 it says, they took up the offering entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders to the church in Jerusalem. And we have to believe Saul is accepted in Jerusalem with an entirely different welcome than he got the first time. This time I'm sure he's welcomed with open arms for all the work that God is doing through him in the world. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would help us to be the kind of Christians who would live with um, within your bounds. We would live like you call us to live. We would live in a way that honors you. And God, that we would search the word, that we would pray, that we'd be in the teaching, that God, we'd be in fellowship together. And that God, through doing all of this, we would honor you. And I pray that we would have soft hearts that would be generous to the people around us, to the believers around us, and to the believers around the world. God, we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.